Hi, this is Declan Shalvey, uh, writer, artist of Moon Knight and Time Before Time, and uh, you're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. Like the Phillies, you just knocked that out of the park. Hey, you know, best time every time, first time. Everybody's favorite storm in Mormon. Seems, oh, he's a Mormon. Oh, yeah. Wow, I could tell him now. Yeah, and they said, "Well, how could you tell he's a Mormon just by looking at him?" I don't know. You got your sources. Yeah, best not. Man doesn't use profanity. He doesn't drink. Really? Mm-hmm. Boy, the the teeth must be massive because I heard he signed a contract for a boatload of money for like thirteen years. So the Mormons are getting some some kickback on that. That's for sure. He actually married. Uh, I don't know too many Mormons, but one of Beth's close friends they used to live here they live in california now but uh and our our long-term babysitter their family uh are related to him they're my uh, our friend's sister uh, rather my friend's niece married him so wow how yeah. about that i think it's weird it's not that unusual. i feel like all the mormons are connected to that sort of oh sure sure you know what i mean yeah and you He's from are- vegas actually which is weird like a, a, <laughs> a like a someone growing up in vegas like that's permit proper Sin City. $330 million he signed for. Yep, 13 years. How about that? And you don't have to pay a dime for this because it is 11 O'Clock Comics, episode 820. Yep. And I'm, Vin- I'm Vince B. All day. All day, every day, you are. I am David A. Price. Indeed you are. And I, of course, am Matthew Raymond Howry, but most people know me as Young Gravy. <laughs> Okay, not even gonna touch that, um, bro. You know who Young Gravy is? Come on, Young Gravy. Son. You're not Young you, Gravy. Um, Young Gravy's the breakout, the the current hit white boy rapper of the moment. And I would know that. Why? I don't know. If you're watching TikTok, like every every song now is his song. Well, Damn uh, Gravy, you're so crazy. I don't do the tickety tockety. Mm. He's a six seven gentleman. That's nice. You are not Jordan. Young Gravy. You're Jason Wood, everybody here on this very special patron uh, sponsored episode. That's right. Um, we tell you about it all the time. Patreon.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics. One, one, no apostrophe. They elevate y'all. They're there each and every day. They give till it hurts, and we give back with audio and video and polls and downloads and. Images and what else? Yeah, the dedicated Slack channel every day, 24-7. We gather, chew the fat on everything, various and sundry. If you would like to become a patron, and you know now you know who to blame for this because they made this possible, go to patreon.com slash 11 o'clock comics. Check it out. We would love to have you. Indeed. Always and forever. Yeah, join the family. Mm-hmm. You don't have to sit at the kitty table. It's true. I like the kitty table. Better than the big yeah. table. Much better. Yeah. Bonus ep tonight. As promised. Back on the bonus ep train. That's right. Well, we got to do right by them. And, That's uh, what I'm saying. No, I'm saying as promised. We're yeah, back on the train. Yeah. In, you know, uh, ramping up to um, heroes and New York, stuff gets muddy and clouded and chaotic. And sometimes we forget that we have to do uh, six a month. So now we're we're making due diligence. We're doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
So what are you drinking on this fine Monday evening? Oh, just water. Um, Actually, this is peach or or pesh flavored water. (laughs) Pesh. (laughs) Still still coming down from your your going hard playing uh, Magic last night? Yeah, it was great. How those new cards treat you? Did you whoop the kid's ass? Uh, Third game, yeah. Yes, I did. And uh, a deer ran into the truck on the way home. Oh, no way. Yeah. Yeah, luckily I was I was uh, going into I was approaching a stop sign in a thirty mile an hour zone, so I couldn't have been going more than twenty because I was about a couple hundred feet away from the stop sign when this deer it was a buck, uh, massive antlers not massive but big, just decides to commit suicide and run in front of my truck. Oh man! And the only thing the grill got shattered. That's it. You're lucky. Yeah. Well, I, I am an expert driver, so. I know, but the deer come out of nowhere though. It literally came out of nowhere. It was yeah. like one minute, bam, there he is. I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what happened to him, but uh, I heard uh, a clatter and a bunch of stuff hitting the, the macadam, and I just kept driving. Like, what am I going to do, stop at one thirty in the morning? I don't think so. So uh, I drove it home, took a look at it. It's, not, it's really not that bad. Like, there's no uh, body damage at all. It's just all plastic that got smashed. Mm. So, Good. Yeah. Of course, I got blamed for it, but whatever. Well, uh, yeah. yeah. What What are you drinking, Jason? Lemon lime Gatorade Zero. Look at this. Yeah. Going hard. Electrolytes. <laughs> Hardcore. Electrolytes up. What you got, Dap? Uh, this is from. Speaking of patrons, the lovely and very tall member of our fighting forces, Mister Rick Savage. When we uh, met him. At Heroes Con this past June, he uh, gifted me with a uh, a bottle of straight rye whiskey, uh, Lazy Guy Distillery, fifth article, 1887. Um, it's not it's, that old. It's not that old. Okay. There's a, um, it's, it's got a, uh, oh, there's, there's got, it, it's weird because I, I do like rye, um. But it's got this, uh, like, uh, almost like a chocolate malt slight tone to it. Uh, in the back, not, not when you first sip it or, or gulp it back, but it definitely, it, it, it kind of hits you in the in the back. But, um, but yeah, uh, rye grain, chocolate malt, barrel-aged, uh, it's it's really good. And, and I, I don't think I had a chance to actually publicly thank him on the show. I know I sent him a note, but, uh, but I want to thank him for that. For this, and I'm enjoying it tonight with, uh, well, it's all melted now, but I had uh, your big-ass cube in there, Vince. Nice. You will be assimilated. <laughs> yep. So what brings us all here tonight? Well, it's a, it's a special bonus episode, so we wanted to do something different and special and new. And one of the things that we just launched a couple episodes ago was a little exercise called the Single Shuffle. And if you weren't with us for that inaugural uh launch of the the experiment i'll tell you how it works one of us it's very simple one of us chooses a single issue doesn't have to be a first issue could fall anywhere within a series could be a one shot anything is fair game as long as it's a single regular sized issue and by regular size i mean not 100 pages it's not like a an ogn just a, a a a single periodical within a chain and uh the chooser 
subjects, the readers, which would be Jason and, in this case, Dap picked the single issue. So we both had to read it. We all had to read it. And we're going to talk about it. Yes, we all had to read it because it was my first time reading it. Oh, okay. So that's int- okay. So we'll tell tell everybody what what you picked for us. So tonight we are going to discuss from Eclipse Comics, way, 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 way back in the year nineteen hundred eighty four. That was a good this, year. One of the best was. years ever for comics. Uh, this is DN Agents number ten with a dollar fifty cover price, and and back then, Independence cost a lot more most times double price uh than the big two dollar mm-hmm. 50 us dollar 95 in canada it is brought to you by mark evanier uh will minio and al gordon with colors by joe minio uh, yep. and and yeah and and so i a little bit of history i am familiar with the dn agents i i, I know of them but i never read anything from their series, the the closest I ever came, and and Austin's going to know this was Tales of the Teen Titans number forty eight. There was a crossover of sorts where the recombatants were analogs for um, the DNA agents, and in a later issue, I think a few issues after this issue that we're talking about, uh, the eclipse version of the titans appeared in the dn agents yeah uh, well that's that's entirely fitting because and we'll get into it you have to admit dn agents is ridiculously close to teen titans sure in sure sure sure. yeah yeah jason is this your first time experiencing the dn agents yeah i'm i'm on my heels here because normally i'm like oh when did we all first read this and i assumed clearly incorrectly that you and Dap would have both read the vast majority of DNA agents back when it was coming out and I would yeah. be the noob. Um, yes, I am very much a noob. I have never read a DNA agents comic before, t- before this week. Wow. And I was, and this is really interesting because as we get into it, as I'm reading the issue, I was sitting here thinking like, I wonder why Dap picked issue 10 of, of all issues. I thought there would be a reason for it that he would unveil, but no, he, so was this literally just random that? Like, did you you had you're like, let's go with issue ten, or was there a reason you picked ten? No, I, I well, there is a reason why I picked ten. I, I did. Um, I was kind of looking. I also had, I think, number eleven um, in my hand, but I, I ended up going with ten because of the splash page. Because as soon as you open up this issue, we're we're met with another character that I'm sure you haven't aren't familiar with, Jason. I know Vince is, but I do know the character on the splash page facing surge. So I figured, okay, cool. Then maybe at least if, if Vince isn't keen on this issue, at least there's a character in here that might keep him, that might keep you Vince entertained throughout the issue. Uh, Not, not knowing your familiarity with, with DNA agents or where you might stand on where you, how you may feel about them. Right. How about you, Vince? Oh, I, I bought them all, read them all just because, well, not just because, but the, the gateway, was Mark, what with the Kirby connection. Sure. And I had an eye on his work since I knew that he was tight with Jack. And, you know, uh, but the thing that sealed the deal for me back in the day was Minio. I love his art. I've I've always loved the dude's art. Mm -hmm. Um, He went away from comics for a long stretch, uh, working in animation. And... um, 
I recently was tickled pink to see that he's doing covers for the Antarctic uh, anthologies. The wow, ju- wow. Ju- jungle, oh, that's great. Yeah, Jungle Comics, uh, Exciting Comics, Planet mm-hmm. Comics. He'll, he'll uh, free, well, from what I've seen, frequently do a cover, and his cover is always the best one. Like, they, you know, Antarctic, they'll do multiple covers. Uh, he's, he's still got it, you know. But, yeah, I, I really like Will's uh, approach to storytelling. It's decidedly old school, right? Sure. Yep. Uh, but I just think he has a very pleasing style to me, and he's great with the ladies. He is, yeah. And that's another reason why I, I had I, I had flipped the coin. I had um, I had a couple of once what once Vince said it would be my turn. I, I have a list uh, that I've started of um, of single issues that uh, that we'll get to in the future. But the other one that I was really toying with last before last weekend uh we'll probably get to later but it is one of those things so i it was it could have been this or it could have been the other thing that i that, that i had in my hands but i um i'm glad i went with this because i was in the mood for something uh because i the other thing the other book is something i've read multiple times and and as i was rereading it before deciding um and then i got to this and i'm like well fuck it let me just let me if if we're gonna like really do this, then let me read something that's completely new to me as far as you know what's what's on these pages, and um, any other thing we can kick around at a later date. But I, I am glad. I'm I'm glad I picked this. Yeah, one of the things uh, I'd like to talk about before we go into the issue is the notes from Surf City page yes. by uh, Janet Dean Mullaney. Zah, that's the thing. It's like yeah, yeah you know, hey. Here at Eclipse, we're doing pretty well. That that initial investment of two thousand dollars, a little flex there. Yeah, it turned us into you know we're 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 publishing and our line's going to double. And keep an eye on this Scott McCloud kid <laughs> because twenty three. Yeah, because <laughs> he is a triple threat. He's awesome. He's going to be writing and drawing this this great book called Zot. And and they go you know uh, you can't really tell if it's jan or dean but whatever nonetheless they go into detail about what zot's about you know when you're gonna see it and then in uh, the following paragraphs they talk about aztec ace Mm -hmm. star reach classics and then dn agents is going to spin off into a new series and i'm glad you mentioned crossfire because i do love uh mark and dan spiegel's crossfire series but it is nothing like DN agents. Right. Um, it's, I mean, Crossfire is just a tool for Mark to um, put forth his experience in the entertainment industry. Right. So it's it's about studios and actors and actresses and and backdoor machinations and you know yeah, all the stuff in Hollywood that we don't get to see. And Mark, you know, was ingrained. He went from comics to again uh, TV. And uh, if, if he anybody knows it, it's Mark. But I I love the Crossfire series. Like I would I would knife a bitch that tried to take that series. From I know. <laughs> uh, not to um, I, I know we've had conversations about this before, but uh, you know Eclipse is definitely one of those. I don't. It's been a, it's been a few years. We did that one great episode where we looked at a bunch of the other publishers that have come and gone. We spent a fair amount of time on Eclipse at the time, but. Um, 
But you know, it, it, reading this this intro piece, like you were saying, it 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 was interesting just to hear them take a little bit of a flex and and because I, I do feel as though, uh, unfortunately, Eclipse, as the years have gone on, has has faded into the background. You know, in terms of how people remember the industry. It, it, I don't unless you're of a certain age and you were reading this stuff back then. I don't I don't I don't hear too many people bringing it up or even the titles that came of it very often. So really, yeah, I don't think. I mean, I don't I don't. I, I mean, even in our circle, I don't know that people ever talk about Eclipse. I mean, I feel like we've, we we bring it up every now and then. And people are like, oh, yeah, respect. I liked Eclipse back in the day. But I don't, I mean, I just don't feel as though that it's maintained the legacy that, you know, probably because they don't exist anymore. I mean, that's that's part of the issue. You know? I mean, which is really odd considering they were the first publisher to bring Miracle Man to. Yeah. And, and which and, is crazy. And, and at least in this letter claim to be the first publisher to put out a graphic novel and um yeah they, you know i'm not sure that that's actually true but that was their claim <laughs> um and um yeah it clearly we're doing quite well for a while there well rocketeer and mm-hmm. zot um the one of the thing, best things out of eclipse was uh saber by uh mcgregor and galacy yeah. and they did neil the horse which was amazing um they, they got a little silly uh Towards the end, with the the serial killer the trading cards. Oh, and yes, yes, yes. They, yeah. I mean that. I'm excessive. Maybe uh, I bought them, but yeah. um, and then uh, they did uh, Alan Moore and Sinkevich's brought to light. That came out of Eclipse, right? Pretty sure. Eclipse Monthly, Miss Tree. I mean, we talk about Miss a lot Tree. of the yeah, books. Yeah. Um, Do you know who owns the rights to the Eclipse stuff? Oh, I, shoot. I did. What yeah. the hell? Um, is he it did. He may it, have sold it off. Is time. it Todd? Yeah, the Todd father. Yeah. Yeah. Bought it for 25000 the IP. Jesus. That's ridiculous. But, uh, hey. And apparently, so this letter that and this, art, this issue in this letter where they're crowing was in 1984. And this was pretty much peak, peak eclipse because in 86 there was a big flood where they lost the majority of their inventory. A physical flood, like an actual, not like flooding the market, but a flood. And that really set them back because there was no insurance for that kind of thing. And then from there, they never really recovered. And then uh, the publishers got had marital problems, went through a nasty divorce, and they never really recovered. And then they went bankrupt to, in the 90s. But Eclipse and First were two... Okay. They were kind of a one-two punch. Yeah, I, I, I thought of one and I thought of the other. It, it kind of was that. I mean, I think in my mind at the time, first seemed a little bit more because uh, you had you had Eman, you had Grimjack, you had Scout. Uh, they, they you had Nexus, so they seemed right. They, yeah. they 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 seemed to be a little bit more. I mean, it's funny though with the N agents here, but I, I think that they were more. They were more action forward and uh we're trying to entice your eyeballs whereas the eclipse stuff and to another extent maybe like say caliber they were more um i don't want to say intellectual but they they, they definitely kind of fed your brain differently yeah we forgot about first bean world how could we forget about bean world how could you bro? Uh, right yeah yeah but i mean first you're right. I think first was cerebral more, is, is for 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 Eclipse. I, I gotta agree with that. I do. Uh, I think they were more 
indie flavored. Like uh, first was still playing by the mainstream rules, albeit yeah. with stranger characters, like oddball characters. But you had, you had Truman, you had Staten, you yeah. had, I mean, you had artists that, you know, you would see, you could see doing work for the big two. Sure. Yeah. You also and, had like the complete Alec, Eddie Campbell and. Well, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, I loved it when first did the classic illustrated line. I was probably the only one at the shop that was like, whoa, these are great. Uh, that last of Mohicans, yeah. That damn Sienkiewicz Moby Dick. Holy crap. I was going to say, uh, you know, I got love for that Moby Dick for sure. And in fact, there are still pages for sale. Like Sienkiewicz's website still has pages for sale, but they're like $15,000. So it's like. Well, I mean, if you want a bill, you're going to pay for it. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. But no, I mean, I, I, there's a very, very special place in my heart for both First and Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah. And Kamiko, but we won't go there. Uh, but, yeah. th- but really, l- no, no fooling. Look back at the, uh, this time in comics, 84, 85. It was a really, really oh, great be- time. It was the best time. I, I mean, I think objectively 84, 85 is the best, the best time in comics, full stop. And when Eclipse um, teamed up with Studio Proteus to do the uh, translated manga, uh, I I bought them all. Area eighty eight, my the yes, yeah, yep. May the 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 psychic girl uh, Kamui was awesome. It was just, and then over at first you had Lone Wolf and Cub. I'm like, what is happening? This stuff is amazing. Give me more. And those Frank Miller covers, shut up. <laughs> oh God, they're so amazing! Yeah, even when he didn't try. And then Mike Plug was doing uh, uh, Lone Wolf and Cub covers, and I think Sinkevich did a bunch too, right? Just great, great stuff. Yeah. But anyway, we're here to talk about DN Agents number ten. Yes, yes, by Mark Will and Al, embellished by Al Gordon. Uh, Seems to be the the independent inker for a while. Uh, also the um, creator of uh, Wildstar. But uh, yeah, um, I like the idea of us just kind of grabbing a, a random issue, not a first issue, where we're all well, where we along with the where as if we were going through the back issue bins or finding something off the rack that day. Um, but I, I like the idea that you know I'm finding out who these characters are as I go through the issue. There's no, uh, th- th- there was no previously in recap page. Uh, you're finding things out as the conversations are taking place. So that's, which in the wrong hands can be maddening, but uh, if the story is done well, um, it's quite easy to pick things up as, as you go. Yeah. Mark, Mark's a skilled writer. Yeah, there was some maddening stuff in this issue, though. Oh yes, yeah. Just I, co- won't, I, I won't. I won't deny that. Yeah, we'll we'll get to it. But um, now you know that this is not the original Crossfire. It is not. Yeah, he was an asshole, a criminal. This this is a a dude that donned the Crossfire costume, right? And fell in love with Rainbow and all that stuff. But yeah, do tell us about it. So uh, the issue. Kicks us off right with some action as uh, Surge, the, the the resident hothead, and I'm guessing the the team leader. Uh, he um, Surge can control 
electricity, generate electricity. He is threatening Crossfire because uh, he found Crossfire basically standing over the body of a woman that Surge knows. And uh, he's demanding to know who Crossfire is and um, asking him, are, are you the man who killed her? Crossfire responds, I didn't kill anybody. Um, but then turn the page and now Crossfire is wondering what the hell did he get himself into because um, Angela Krell is the woman who was killed, the woman who has Surge so upset. Um, Surge is not listening. He's not, uh, he's just demanding answers, uh, not listening to anything that, uh, that Crossfire has to say. Crossfire escapes, gets the better of the situation, um, leaps away, swings away, and while all that's happening, um, other members of the DNA agents show up. And Rainbow recognizes the costume, uh, but this crossfire is not the crossfire she knew. Is he's not Jeff Baker? Um, goes by the last name of uh, of, of Endicott, and uh, so crossfire is escaping, trying to escape Surge. Um, Rainbow, who basically she, she's a telepath um, and she can uh, create illusions, but she um, she is trying to she's using her powers to, to kind of reach out, see if she can get a better understanding of who this crossfire is. Um, but apparently she just takes her, her powers to the limit, but she does realize that uh, the crossfire that she knew uh the 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 jeff baker the real crossfire um is dead so um to which surge lets you know yeah i know and and someone robbed me of my chance of uh of settling the score um the youngest member of the team sham he's a uh he's a shapeshifter um he uh he's talking to Surge before the uh, tank, the the resident strong guy, shows up. Um, he is... Uh, he's, he's kind of almost like a, a bulkier NFL pro, just kind of all silver. Yeah, he kind of looks like Delbo's super pro, yeah. <laughs> so, um, he... Uh, so, Tank shows up, and uh, and and he's getting caught up with, uh, with everything that's been going on. Um, and the team decides to uh, leave the scene, but uh, there's a newspaper article that, uh, that talks about, uh, no, I'm sorry. As, as our, as our crew, as our team is leaving, a couple of kids are in the background, in the back, back of the panel, um, recognizing the DNA agents. And apparently there was a, uh, there's a newspaper article that uh, talks about this, this corporation, this business that created, special agents and uh inc- complete with photos of the team uh double page spread follows that where we get a, a special tv report about the matrix corporation and how uh it has been found out that they have created artificial beings um human in appearance but uh, all having special powers and um we we get a few we get a few reactions um, along with as someone's flipping the channel 
<laughs> between the news, a uh, a very special episode of of Mash. Yeah, uh, it's, it's like, <laughs> hey, great... we need a stat of Mash. Yes, paste it in the on that board there. <laughs> oh man! Um, so while the uh, while, while while the news reporters are uh, bringing to light everything, uh, the uh, the sister. I'm going to guess here the the sister of the reporter who broke the story, who found the files and or, or stole the files and reported the story. Um, she's reacting to the news. Um, Serge is in his uh, in civilian garb and he uh, he's going to go see Kathy. I guess like, his girlfriend. Do this right. Yeah. Got your movie. Uh, shame followed by the big knife. Come on. Um, so so they double uh, feature Dap and Cliff would love to go there. <laughs> How about that? So we uh, I'm not big on Western. So we have uh, or John so, so Wayne. She, no, definitely not John. <laughs> uh, we have um, Kathy trying to uh, get to the bottom of what the hell's going on. You know, it's terrifying. I just you know, um, it, it it it's she she's trying to come to grips with what the hell's going on. Um, and, and and she's like, you know, listen, this can't be true. And Serge is like, well, you know, what if it is true? And then she's like, she keeps reading. Like, she wasn't reading the article before Serge showed up. Now she's finishing reading it, and she's noticing the photos. And she's like, holy crap. I, I can't. And, and, it's, and she's demanding answers, and Serge is just standing there. Cut to. Wait, it's that's such a silly, ridiculous scene. Serge in costume has nothing but a transparent or a visor, or a, yeah, a visor. Little, he's got a colored yeah. visor over his face his name is his name is serge she know, calls him is, serge <laughs> like well, maybe you, it's maybe she's pronouncing a serge like sergey so <laughs> we live in a world where clark kent wears puts glasses on the people that's totally different at least he's actually totally different it is i know this guy <laughs> okay. it's 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 100 percent different okay. right yes but this girl had no idea that the man she was with, named Serge, could possibly be this genetically enhanced or this genetically uh, created superhero whose name is Serge. She's obviously in denial, though, because she's like, "This is a hoax. This can't be you in this picture." They oh, it's just, about you. It, I, don't know, I was thinking about. Remember the time you guys came to my house for your comic con, and I opened the door without my glasses on, and you were like, "Oh, sorry, wrong house." It's not even funny. Oh my that, god! If he had a spit curl, <laughs> right? We'd be like, and "Oh my slouched. god! Oh my if god!" If you slouch down to like, if you slouch down to five two, yeah, and you know, a reporter that's built like like uh, rock, a, br- but, yeah, a brick shit house. You wouldn't know because he's wearing a suit and he slouch. He slouched. No, up. the suit hides yes. a lot. Oh yes. sure, yeah. No, we yeah. hide that he's six four and, and two fifty solid muscles. Yes, yeah, it's amazing. Hide, hides the cape. Put a gla- put a uh, pair of glasses on somebody. You're like, uh, who who are you? No, that's what I'm saying. You guys didn't recognize me without my glasses. You thought I was a different person. Yeah, yeah it's just crazy there how powerful go. glasses are. So, uh, speaking of glasses and Hotchkiss and, and his weird ones, he uh, yeah. We we cut to uh, the ass kisser of of the Matrix Corporation uh, who runs into Mister Krell's office. Mister Krell, we find out, is the man who basically created the Matrix Corporation. He's Dude, the, rocking he's, that rocking that mock turtleneck though, like a ball. Oh, it looks good though. Yeah, um, like that's totally my outfit. Uh, so he um, and 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 you can, I mean, within within two word balloons, you know exactly what kind of person Hotchkiss is because he he screams, he runs in. The time's just called. 
claiming I'm responsible somehow for this. We have to call them and we have to they have to issue an immediate retraction. I don't want to take credit for your brilliant program. This dude just loves making sure that he's not gonna he'll he'll take the credit, but he doesn't want any of the blame. And 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 Curly even calls him out on it because he's like he um all, all Curl's like, listen, we're finished. This is it. Um there's there's uh, the company's done or if if the company isn't done i'm done uh and 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 hotchkiss don't try to weasel out of this because uh you know you, you're always covering your ass with your memos to the file but we're all in this and and the company will be locked up in litigation and and you know the court of public opinion will call us crap for years and we're gonna have pro, pro tra- <laughs> Have protests and 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 any politician that was backing us or that we were backing, it's like it, it's it's a complete shit show. What a different time, right? He, the he's leaving or he he thinks he's going to get fired for all of those reasons. But if this book was done today, this what is he CEO president whatever of, mm-hmm. of the company would take total credit for creating these superheroes because we made them to protect you. This yes. is making America safer. I did this for you. I created these, these well, it's beings. Like, it's like Vault American with the boys, right? Right, exactly, yeah. right? Yes. And now here he's he shuns it and he wants to uh, escape, you know, dodge the bullet at least. He doesn't even try and fight for his job. Yeah, like, this I will is say that... Totally um, different. Like, this is where, uh, you know, depending on your lot in life, like this, 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 reading this section, like, like, gave me a migraine because it's like so not how public company structures work so like reading it i'm like this is this is written by someone who doesn't know how corporate america works because like uh-huh. like and again like it, it it's irrelevant to 99 percent of the people that have read this comic but i was reading like nah son like like because the, the where they made the mistake is in the dialogue he explains that he was the founder of the company if he was the founder of the company and they were thriving now he absolutely would be on the board and likely chairman of the board and he would be the majority shareholder. So like they wouldn't just be able to vote him out like right. they're portraying it here. If he was a hired gun CEO, then yes, the board could vote him out, which is like but when they said he was the founder, I'm like, ah I'm like yeah, it wouldn't happen like this. But whatever. I mean again, like it's 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 fine. I just was like, nah dude, like come on, it's not, it wouldn't be like this. It wouldn't be like this. I like this. Yeah. As he pours out the last bit of, uh, and then my dude's like, "I only have a couple million in the Swiss bank account." I know. <laughs> and this is eighty-four money. So I got, I got nothing left. Yeah, I got nothing. He's living. I just, I just got my couple million, and I'm, I'm basically bankrupt. I'm done. Yeah, these um, turtlenecks are not cheap. They're not. They're not, and especially with the tapered bottom. But then, uh, so the chairman, Hotchkiss is on the phone. The chairman wants to see you in the boardroom. Uh, I'm sure they won't fire you. Um, and then I guess something that was commonly said in L.A. And it don't rain in Indianapolis in the summertime. So um, top ten way, hit. Did you all get a Ron Burgundy vibe from this? I'm like I'm a little like, bit. I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> we are laughing. <laughs> oh man! So back at the dorm, our team is uh, reading the paper, and they're all um, dead. This, this, it, the reactions are mixed, but Surge thinks this is absolutely great. This is the best thing that's ever going to happen to us. But it's about time the world knew about us. We're going to be celebrities, and Rainbow, completely aware of her surroundings, she's like she, she goes to turn around to talk to Tank. She's like, oh, I guess he went to go see her, and and um, 
Amber's like, oh, when will he be back? And and I guess, uh, well, like the, like like Rainbow said, when Casey's newspaper arrives and turn the page, and uh, Tank shows up with his nice little um, perm, and, and he says, uh, listen, um, I, I had to run out earlier, but I hope, uh, see, the thing is, and then Casey, who reads the newspaper on the floor, she's, uh, he's, She's got a look on her face, and Tank is like, "What? what what's the matter?" And and she's she's waking out. She's like, "Don't touch me! Don't come near me! No wonder you would never tell me anything." And he just wants to know what's wrong. And she's like, "Right here on the front page." And she holds up the newspaper. Tank's got nothing to say except, "Oh," and lowers his head, and then walks yeah. out the door. Yeah, these scenes are excruciating. They they really are. <laughs> no, I agree. I agree. So. So, and then, well, speaking of scene, this, I love that caption. Turn the page, and it's just next scene. Yeah, thanks. That was a we little weird. We little couldn't. Not a meanwhile. Like, I was wondering that the next scene, like, do you think that was a case of, like, it was in the script and they didn't yeah. accidentally. Put no, it no, no. <laughs> knowing Mark, I think that was intentional. Okay. So, um, okay. We, uh, we get Crossfire breaking into a, uh, to a motel. And, uh, well, I mean, it was boarded up. There was a, um, events that happened here recently. So Crossfire's making his way in, um, and he's just, he's there for clues. And, and he, uh, he finds a credit card receipt. And, uh, so he's still on the case to find out about the whole thing with, uh, with Angela. And, and he does some, uh, some slight detective work, calls up, uh, on the payphone, a chargeback on that card number from TWA. Oh and my god! And now I talk don't... about timely. And like, I was thinking about this. Like, our kids with the credit, like, like people. I wonder how many people reading this didn't realize that, like, you used to have to. There's a magnetic to strip with the yeah. Chunk. And there would be yep. like, like you'd the ink, and you'd have an ink slip <laughs> the with carbon your card copies. on it, and you have to sign it. And then, and then, like, they would have your credit card number just sitting there for like forever at the bottom <laughs> of the register drawer. Yep. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, so, so TWA was a Transworld Airlines. It was an old airline at. Uh, were they merged? Did they bought out or did they just go up? But I, I don't remember. I mean, they uh, were one of the the big ones at the time. Yeah, they were, Long yeah. Pan Am and yeah. Oh, because so, yeah, didn't they have a yeah? I feel like there was some kind of crisis or something, right? Like, I don't know. Yeah, but so Crossfire calls uh, some Oracle before she was Oracle, and and he uh, this person answers the phone. Let's um, basically. Gives Crossfire some uh, some information. The charge number you gave me is built to Flotel Enterprises in Encino. It's a business account. Um, so uh, so the wheels are turning in Endicott's head, um, and now it's time for him to uh, head to the valley. So half hour later, he's at an office in Encino. All of a sudden, lights come on, and he gets sucker punched in the back, but he's able to fight back and um the dude the henchman the thug who's uh trying to take down crossfire he's like i got him boss i got the snooper and enter jerome p flotel uh the da has never been able to prove he's involved in the rackets not that the da hasn't been trying so flotel recognizes crossfire says hey it's good to see you um but uh i've got a job for you and um and Dekash is going to let him keep talking, thinking that, you know, he's talking to the uh, the previous Crossfire. And uh, Crossfire is just, you know, hearing him out, putting things together. 
Um, and uh, so he says yes to the job, wink, and uh, and dips out. Um, goes back to um, goes to uh, goes to the room where the whole credit card trail was leading to and ends up uh, finding a, a dead body and um, and right when he gets in there uh, he gets snatched uh, actually he gets he gets beat on while that's happening to him because of her previous connection to crossfire uh, rainbow feels a connection uh, there's a psychic link and um, and and when Crossfire was attacked and screamed. Rainbow heard it. Uh, the um, so his his mental voice was uh, she was able to realize that he's uh, back at the motel. And uh, so Rainbow, Amber, the whole team they're going to um, they're going to go find him. But before that happens, uh, in comes Mister Krell uh, with his little briefcase, with his little. Uh, there's a little Halliburton in his hand, and uh, he's uh, he's like, "Listen, um, I'm out. I'm uh, in need of a new career." Rainbow's absolutely aghast. Can't believe he's been fired. Um, and uh, and and Amber, who kind of just floats around, she she really just I don't think her feet have been on the ground for more than two panels in this issue, but she's um, she's hanging about, and, and they really and love to draw her in different angles. Weird, yes, yeah. all akimbo. Um, so, uh, so Krell's about to walk out the door and, uh, the, um, the sister or, um, yeah, I believe it's the sister trying to tell from the, uh, from the angle of that previous page, but, uh, whoever, whoever leaked the information, uh, feels responsible. She says, uh, it's my fault. I want you to know wherever you're going, I'd like to go there with you. Um, and she asks, so what are we going to do? What are you going to do for a living? And he leaves the room saying, has anyone told you about Amway? Which is something else we won't discuss. But uh, when um, Rainbow's trying to figure out now what's Matrix going to do with us, not that the world knows knows who we are. But the alarm rings out, and we get a great image of Rainbow in a pose, as it's said, that uh, Minio does know how to draw the ladies. And um, she's ready to uh, to go on defense. She says, someone's broken into the building. It's probably a reporter, but we have to check. Uh, so they all take off. But um, there's, a, uh, there's a soldier um, from the Army of the Commander, who I'm not familiar with, but he, uh, he's firing a tank. Bullets are bouncing off tanks. Armor, Surge attacks him, takes him out. Um, Rainbow is uh, using her powers to figure out what the hell's going on. Um, everything's starting to click with the team. Sham shows up to uh, let everybody know that the name they're looking for is right plastered on the boxes on these crates that they have in the warehouse, and um, and are all ready to uh, to get out of the Matrix Corporation's building to to take care of business. But they have to get past reporters and. Um, and as they're making their way through the reporters, they're getting a bunch of questions, any comments, any statements. Do you want to say anything on the record? So our heroes get away from there um, thanks to a uh, access from a sewage pipe. 
and make their way to, uh, to where the commander is hiding out, hanging out, holding fort. And, um, and, and, and Amber seems to be a little, um, reckless and, 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 and a little impatient. She goes to take off. Um, and, and she, uh, of course, Rainbow wasn't too happy about. So Amber is basically drawing the fire. Uh, she does get tagged. And and she's uh, she's pummeling t- plummeting towards the ground. Luckily, Tank is there to save her. Um, Sham is kind of just hanging back, waiting to see what he can do. Uh, unfortunately, he um, he gets snatched, and uh, but not before our team is trying to make short work of uh, the commander's soldiers. Um, and the commander has this weird looking outfit. The whole gold yellow with the red and 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 the spikes on the knuckle it, it's just weird it's a little weird uh he's um he's not impressed with dn agents he he thinks they're uh they're aberrations and and uh it just you know the whole world knows of the crime against nature committed by the matrix corporation i paid a man to obtain the file and disperse it uh he got greedy demanding that I help him escape. I had him executed. He's basically, you know, just blabbing his whole confession right here. Um, so now you know who, t- who took the file. Muncie. Yes. The, the dude with the credit card statements. Yes. Who's yeah. dead in the motel. And now he's dead. And now he's dead. Uh, Crossfire and Sham are locked up um, in a uh, in a cell. So um, Sham is going to impersonate the commander, which he does, and this idiot soldier who's who's camped outside the uh, the cell, he hears the commander, and he looks through the, the hole, and, and he and he sees the commander's face, and and he's like, I don't understand. How did you get in there? And and, and uh, Sham, as the commander's like, oh, I, demanding he he gets left out of the cell, and he's like, oh yeah, right away, right away. Like, and I don't. So you're an idiot. So unless you unless you just relieve somebody who did put these two. In the cell, like, I don't know why you would think the commander got in there without you know. Anyway, or you think Cro- they might brief the guards like, "Hey, these are superpowered <laughs> people we got, and one of them's a shapeshifter." So, just be on the lookout for that. Crossfire. Um, soon as uh, soon as the door gets unlocked, Crossfire blows it into the uh, the guard's head. While Tank is outside trying to break down through these super thick steel doors, um, but he's kind of overheating and and. Um, Overextending himself, the uh, he's got a regulator attached to him that uh, he's just straining himself, and and it's going to uh, it's just going to end up hurting him, blowing up, what have you. So um, so he ends up breaking the doors down right when uh, when the rest of the crew comes through to to to, um, to get Sham. Sham lets them know that um, it's the great 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 panel where uh, the rainbow is telepathically calling out to sham and uh and and sham lets her know he says out loud instead of thinking it i'm in a hallway and crossfire is right next to him he's like yeah i i know you're in a hallway kid and he's like which is, I, I was amused at that little panel and then uh the 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 commander's army is still getting beat on crossfire is um breaking down uh using uh the lock picks from um the old crossfire has it in his uh, in his bag Crossfire and Sham get out, meet meet up with the rest of the uh, rest of the crew, um, and the, basically the, now now the commander 
is able to set off a cruise missile. Um, but uh, during the melee, um, the missile is rerouted and headed right back towards the complex where our heroes and the commander and his army are. Commander has the upper hand. He's got tank beat down on the ground. Um, and uh, and Crossfire yells out to the commander, get his attention, and um, lets him know the missile is headed right, right towards us. So the commander does what he can to get out of there. The DN agents head for a boat to get the hell out of there. Huge explosion. Amber um, protects the team somewhat uh, from the waves and um and then uh, crossfire and and dna just have a uh, quick little conversation um and uh basically it ends with him saying listen you're all laces with me um doesn't matter what people think of you um you're not gonna have any problem with me you guys are good and um and he's like i've got a call to make and the police raid uh, the office of Jerome Flotel the next morning. They find stolen money. They find uh, everything, all the evidence that points to um, Flotel to uh, not being a good guy. And uh, basically his career seems to have ended. Uh, but someone else's may just be beginning, which of course they're referring to Crossfire. And then we're left with a cliffhanger for uh, what is to come in a future issue of DNA Agents. And that was... DN agents number ten. Oh, it was a friggin' slog. A truncated. It really was. It was a slog, man. <laughs> yes, it was. Um, <laughs> I, I, if the issue wasn't illustrated by Minio, I mean, it would be a total whiff, I think. But because Will's so freaking amazing uh, yeah. on, on visuals, that there's so many things that don't make sense. I, to, no, I agree with you. Right. To, to me. Yeah. Like, okay, so we're just going to detonate this nuclear weapon. <laughs> and I'll protect it from the waves, but you know what? Fuck that radiation stuff. It doesn't That's matter. It. Just just, just ignore it. Um, and, and that uh, uh, a nuclear device detonated that close offshore, like nobody's going to you – know, I, I don't know. It just seems like – it, the ending of the issue was very rushed to me. It's mm-hmm. like, oh shit, we got to wrap this yeah. up. Eh, put put fifteen panels on a page. We'll get it done. You know, uh, there were some. I mean, I I don't disagree with what you're saying with the line work. I think it's nice, but I I thought some of the 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 panel layouts were odd. The 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 cinematography of the issue was odd. I mean, like in the first page. Well, it's the second page, but when when. Like th- there's this top right panel that's like a sliver, and it can barely fit the word balloon in it. And it's like, wh- why? Yes. <laughs> why choose that? Like, what? How does that serve the story to to slice that like that? And then I, I mean, I felt like that was quite often. I was like seeing tangents and wonky layouts. I'm like, it seems like they were try like they were trying to be creative with the panel layouts, but like not for any not with purpose, like not because it was serving the story. So it felt weird. Yeah, I think Will inserts a lot of visual information in each panel. Like his panels are dense. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, yeah. not, af- not afraid to uh, traipse into the backgrounds when he, when he feels necessary. I, I don't know. I think he's, he's aces with me. Um, it, it's, it's Mark's, story that's a little strange yeah for sure it's oh, yeah. Like, now, oh yeah, yeah 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 you know it's, it's funny like for, for i mean knowing like mark has been such a 
central figure in comics fandom for my whole fandom that uh and i know i know a lot about him for many reasons but i guess i don't this made me realize i don't have much of an opinion of him as a writer and i i i'm guessing there's a reason for that well well the most right i was just gonna say the most probably read of him is is like it's an assist it's mostly sergio's story that yeah yeah it's Mark's putting words to it. Right. No, I, I think you, you really need to read Crossfire because, like I said, it's a totally different approach than Dean Agents. It's it's almost noirish in some spots, uh, and it, and it's basically one, two characters, um, central to all of these these stories that are that are going on. It's kind of you know what? It's a little like the approach to Man Thing, right? There there is a narrative that applies to Crossfire. But he's basically in the center of all of this revolving Hollywood mystique and filmmaking and television and acting and all that. It's it's Mark just plying his trade, you know, for into what he knows. You know, it's great, but again, very very different than this. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. We didn't say at the beginning that that DNA agents. This was issue ten. It ran for twenty four issues. And then there was a, a, a follow-on series called New DN Agents, which yeah. ran for 17 issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, both, and, f- and back then, in that day, like that wasn't a like a long-running series. I mean, no, basically, it was a two-year series, which is definitely not. You know, most of the time when we were picking books up off the stands back then, it was the assumption we were going to get these stories as long as we were going to show up to the store. These stories would be coming out. So. Well, I, that was the publisher's hope too that yeah. they would they would yeah. keep going, but uh, unfortunately. The reason why these were, both series were canceled was low sales. Yeah, yeah, hard to believe based on this issue because this <laughs> this is a this one's a rocker, man. <laughs> but this is this is part and parcel of the experiment. Is sometimes right. it doesn't work out, and and you know we look back not so much in anger but in bewilderment, like wow. This has not aged well. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it, it's its one thing where you get, like, you know, bitten by a radioactive spider, Stanley presents Amazing Spider. You get those little recaps, those little those little boxes at the start of, of always Marvel and, and sometimes DC. But you, you, they're also characters that you would recognize. Here, these are independent books in the 80s, and unless you were kind of, they rarely were inviting or gave you a reason to care if you came in a dozen issues into the front. If it, they, they were really kind of like... It, almost every indie... Even, I mean, listen, even Mage. I mean, yes, thankfully, Matt would put, you know, previously in at the beginning of the page, but that would usually only kind of give you maybe the previous issue. It wouldn't necessarily let you know what's going on from the beginning. But for the most part, a lot of indie books that I read in the 80s, um, if I wasn't there at the start, I'd either have to go through back issues and and collect the series that way uh, or, or hope I could catch up in, in the letters pages or something. But it, it, a lot of times, the idea was for you to be on there, to, to be there with, on the ground floor and follow along. They, they, they didn't often give you a... Um, give you a welcoming feeling, give you an incentive or, or, or give you a reason to try this one issue. There weren't too many jumping on points back then. It was all, tend to be 
yeah. longer story. I, I, I think one of the worst examples of a, a, a creator that absolutely gave zero fucks if you knew what was going on was Dave Sim. Sure. If you, you picked up, like, say, Cerebus 83, you had zero idea what the hell was going on. And there was a, there was a slight recap here or there. And then if you read the letters pages, you, you can glean more information from, you know, what came before. But zero um, getting you up to speed. It just wasn't required, you know. Um, and at yeah. least, at least with Zat, I mean, most of those stories were done in ones. And the yeah, pretty much all the same, so you knew everybody's name. But yeah, when you have something like this that is supposed to be something that's going to go on for a couple of years, it's 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 hard to come in towards the middle. I kind of so, like the the uh, come to me approach uh, from a creator that they they will not school you on on their art. If you like what you see or you like what you've read, you do your job and catch up. I mean, and that's kind of why we've been reading comics as long as we have, because it, we didn't start with X-Men number one. I mean, yeah, maybe the 92 version. We didn't start with, you know, Fantastic Four number one or, or Avengers number one. We, whatever, 230-something of Fantastic yeah. Four, 230-something two, two, with Avengers. So, I mean, we, we kind of had to... But that's old head. Like, we, we are all like that because that's how we came up, but it's old head yes. from memory, right? Like, it's, it, I think I don't think it's reasonable to expect readers that didn't come up that way to, to, to find that appealing only because uh, it, it was a part with just the way the market worked, right? I mean, back then we, we viewed these as, as, as disposable periodicals and, yep. and if, if it wasn't on the stands, we, we, we likely weren't going to read it unless we, and then unless until the back, back issue market cropped up. So like, you just had no choice but to like if something looked cool on the stands, you picked it up and you just jumped in. Like it wasn't. Yeah. The thing know, that these, these days, I mean, that's it's, that's an unreasonable expectation. I right, think, I mean, right. To bring some new in, but you know. But the things that filled in the blanks were the fan publications. Right. Where uh, let's be honest, in a lot of cases, they were just typing reams, uh, you know, massive amounts of columns just to fill up space. They're physical copies of, of yeah. Wikipedia, because now now you can. Now, if you know, if, if you read something and you read some random issue of, of Aaron's Avengers and, and someone references maybe Civil War or even Infinity Gauntlet, you can go to Wikipedia and get a recap of those events. And, right. and yeah, there's, yeah. so there's no reason to go out and buy the trade uh, or, you know, if you don't have time for it, but you just want to get well, it. They just were, I mean, that, that whole thing was huge for me, as you know. I mean, the, I mean, the Ohatmu stuff was really what because because I was able to then digest it in that way and then be fascinated by different characters and then go to this go to this shop and and get droves of back issues because back then you could do that it was cheap and they were there um and sort of like piece it all together right and, and then you had the marvel indexes that covered the the publication history of the big events and and that that definitely at least for coming up in the later 80s was definitely my gateway to becoming yeah. completely obsessed with what came before marvel saga yeah oh my god yeah but uh, so there you go, um, DN agents number ten, as chosen by Sir Dap. Dap mentioned that he came across the three combatants, which were the DN agent uh, knockoffs that the Titans fought. Apparently, that was a swap, and that uh, yep. the DN agents in issue number fourteen yes. faced off against the Titans called Project Youngblood, Youngblood. and yep. that makes me fascinated because. It's yet another example of how I guess Rob never actually created anything, did he? <laughs> <laughs> like, You're learning. This would, been, this would have been an 85. So Yeah. <laughs> and uh, did you know that uh, Image published the uh, collected edition of uh, DNA Agents well into 
geez, I even think it was past 2000. And there was a bit of a, of a retcon that uh, it was in the pages of Savage Dragon. The DN agents appeared. So officially, not officially, the DN agents takes place in the Image universe. So did the Turtles, yeah? Okay. Yeah, yeah well... Mm-hmm. That the, the the turtles is a bit of a stretch for me, but yeah. I, well, I can Archie, totally believe Batman, Savage Dragon. Yeah, I could totally believe that the DNA agents would uh, crop yes. up in the Image Universe. Um, and it was, I mean, yeah, I, I'd like the, I mean, that whole official unofficial intercompany crossovers. That's not, it's not new. And um, that, by the way, the Recombatants is a phenomenal knockoff name for a team made up of DNA. Like a it band. is. That and, is and phenomenal. Like, the uh, <laughs> the 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 well, Marvel knows what he's doing. Um, so on the Recombatants, Aurora uh, was the analog for Rainbow. Dreadnought sure. was Tank. Okay. Topaz is Amber, and uh, Sudos, the Shape Changer, is Sham. There was no Surge uh, oh, analog. No surge, huh? yeah. Um, but yeah, the and and one of the most famous, um, not quite company crossovers was uh, the introduction of the squadron sinister sure yeah yeah yeah. for any young readers listeners who are familiar with that idea so there you go another single shuffle under our belt so So i'm your next vince oh yeah Yep. Be, be very afraid. So um, I am. I'm, I'm not, <laughs> Classics I, Illustrated. I am going to uh, fill in the spreadsheet for the yays and the nays for this okay. issue. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to put a nay for me. Same. Because it yeah. was it was it was a bit tedious. I mean, I'm glad I'm re- I'm glad we read it this way actually because like it is it was a huge white space for me, but but it was more like okay, I'm good. I'm not. I, I didn't miss. I, I have I have no desire to 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 catch up and read the DNA agents. Right. So David, you're a nay too? Yeah. Okay. So we got a trifecta. Uh, a repeat. We three A's the first issue and three yes. A's the second issue. We have the yeah. inverse of the first one. Yeah. There we go. So uh pretty soon you'll be served with another single shuffle. Uh keep an ear out for that. Not to be confused with the icky shuffle. Yes. <laughs> so uh in the meantime you all got to remember who made this thing possible. And that is our beautimous patrons. Patron.com forward slash 11 o'clock comics, one, one, no apostrophe. Take a look around if you like what you see. Please join our club. Eh, not a club, a family. So I am going to pause my In Your Travels because I want to hear Jason's In Your Travels. And I'm awaiting with... Uh, I'm very eager to hear your thoughts on a certain book you just read. Wait, I'm not going to do that tonight. Oh, really? Well, first okay. of all, we we are speaking of our patrons. They they heard the call to arms, got together, and picked our uh, quarterly bonus episode theme episode. And uh, should we announce it since they picked it? It's official. They get to. I mean, we, they get to say so. Might as well. Um, yeah. So, so they're after much deliberation like a bunch of jurors collaborating in a room to decide if someone's guilty. They have opted for us to do an all manga special episode, much to Vince's. So I think Vince was slipping them grift. Um, and uh, yeah. And, and, and there was a request also, and this will be as much about scheduling and his availability, but they, they suggested that Mike Del Vecchio, longtime friend of the show and, uh, and, and patron, um, 
join us because, as 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 we know, but our listeners may not, Mike is an ardent manga fan. I think that may be all he reads these days, if I'm not mistaken, and is often repping hard in the manga channel on the Slack. So we are uh, we haven't scheduled that yet, but we will schedule that soon, as promised. And I thought that uh, that would be a good time to discuss uh, Don to Don because um, you know I, I can I that that was one of their it was one of the books that they said they'd like to hear us go into. So I, I figured I would save my Don to Don thoughts until that episode. All right, that that's that's fair. That's fair. Well, right. I'll, I guess I'm going to bring the manga for my in your travels. Uh, this book is published by. It looks like it is. It's Viz. It's uh, written and illustrated by Paru Itagaki, and uh, she's a lady. It is called Drip Drip, and it is, <laughs> wow, it, it's, it's uh, about a young lady named uh, Mako who, uh, whenever she encounters something unclean, she gets a nosebleed, profusely bleeds through the nose, like explosive nosebleeds. Um, and uh, the, it opens up, she's, she's younger. She's, she's maybe a tween. And uh, there's a garbage can filled with disgusting goop. There's, a, you know, a fish with the, the head and the bones. It's just, it's nasty. And she looks at it and just plunges her face into the garbage can, trying to cure herself of this this affliction that she has and her face just explodes in in blood blood everywhere um so why does she get nosebleeds whenever she encounters something dirty and by dirty i don't mean in a sexual sense or or an erotic sense i just mean unclean right how did this happen um, well, it's, I don't want to give too much away, uh, cause I, I really want people to read this book cause it's, it's, it's cut from a totally different cloth. It's a done in one. It, it, you're not going to buy a hundred manga volumes to, to get this story. It's, it's finished. Um, she, it's a product of her, um, formative years. Um, her, her parents split up and she was raised by mom and, uh, to cope with, dad's disappearance from the scene mom became a a a neat freak uh and it it spirals from there uh maybe it's abuse i don't know depends on on your interpretation of of the events but um mako tries innumerable times to have to have sex with uh men and in each instance uh save one she, the nose is a gushing, and uh, some of the uh, men are freaked out. Others, not so much. But it doesn't end well for for um, well, doesn't end well for any of the relationships. But um, there there is a glimmer of hope towards the end of the book. And again, I won't say how it plays out. But um, incredibly sexy line work. Um, Mako's eyes are absolutely gorgeous. And uh, the figure work is is really phenomenal, but uh, this, like I said, this is this is a manga of a different stripe. It, it's more of a, it's a character piece on this young lady who is uh, has uh, this self inflicted um, problem. So I mean, if you want to uh, investigate something different, 
instead of, you know, Kamehameha. There's nothing wrong with that. Uh, I suggest you, you try Drip Drip. It's, it's uh, pretty, uh, I don't want to say disturbing because it wasn't. It, there, there are passages that are very, very surprising. And um, you get a real, after you've read this book, you, you can walk away with a, a pretty neat character study of this young lady. So uh, check it out. Trip Trip by uh, Paru Itagaki from Viz. Nice. Uh, in your travels, um, I'm not going to talk about that yet. I'm going to finally just get this clear, clear the decks with this one. This is um, be the abridged version of these uh, of these three volumes that uh, wrap up this series uh especially because in the october previews the complete set um is available from um from nbm collecting all four volumes of the silent invasion by um by michael Cherkis and larry hancock and i talked about the first volume which collected the um the old caliber series and then uh the there were some stories here um in these later volumes that were new telling continuing the story um into the following years uh there, there are a couple of um couple of characters that are kind of uh, familiar to real life uh celebrities or politicians and um it, it silent invasion was um is a um it's when it was published um way back when in um in nineteen eighty six uh telling the story of a um of a reporter uh early nineteen fifties um his uh Matt Sinkage was the main character's name in the first 12 issues, the first two books that, um, NBN, NBM reprinted. Um, then, uh, we, in, in the third volume, we meet, uh, Phil Housley, who worked with Matt for a while, um, ended up having to, uh, put Matt down because of Matt's, um, conspiracy theory filled head, thinking that aliens were all around um, and trying to take over the country uh, before the world. Phil had to shoot and kill Matt before Matt could do any more damage. Um, Or did he? And in the fourth volume, we meet Eddie Dime, who's a police detective um, who doesn't fare too well either in 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 this web basically any anything that uh, related to matt um seems to be no good for anybody that uh, that may try to pick up um the trail and and kind of see if, if what he was writing about or what he was reporting about or what he knew uh was was true or not but there there are some um some crazy little moments that are hidden in some panels there are people who uh the the the, there's religious cults in this it just it goes it it's it's bananas but it is such a 
captivating um, read. And 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 the art. I mean, you've got these uh, little heads and big barrel triangle sized bodies and 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 little feet and it's just but it it they actually look like they could actually move these bodies that are on these pages it, it's it the art is great i really really like the art and the stories but uh it's it's just it's nuts you can kind of see where based on how we are in the real world and what's going on in the world today that uh there are some parallels because it it's it's it, it's not set in the present day we're up to um the late 60s early 70s when we get to the last the fourth book but um matt's brother um gets involved in this so it all kind of ties back to matt but it's just it's it's a crazy web um where we're going with this illuminati type cabal that's that, that that's putting things in motion and whether or not they're they're connected to the aliens or they're doing their own things it, it's just it's wild and and i loved how it played out it's um it's absolutely fascinating uh so if if you weren't checking out the uh the trades as they were coming like i said you can get all four volumes and uh at a reduced price from um from the publisher uh but yeah in your travels i definitely recommend the silent invasion by Cherkis and hancock yeah the the art's cool i like it it looks a lot kind of like it kind of got like a little bit of an eric powell vibe like a little jason young blues little vibe going to it i like it a lot cool let's see here um so in your travels, uh, a very well-timed release. So I applaud them for their timing. Uh, from Fantagraphics slash Them All by Antoine Maillard. Um, this is the debut graphic novel for Maillard. He writes and draws it. Uh, as you might guess from his name, he is French. This was originally re- released in French and brought over and translated by Fanta. Uh, this came out... Um, uh, early, I don't know if it came out late last year or early this year, but it did win uh, Best Crime Graphic Novel at Angoulême this year, so it uh, had to have come out at least late 01, uh, 21, if, if not this year. Um, it, this is uh, pretty straightforward stuff in that it is a uh, graphic novel homage to the 80s slasher f- uh, films that uh, a lot of us came up on watching. Um it's it's set in a uh, a, a beach town like a, a seascape town. Uh, two high school girls are found brutally murdered uh, by the bloody batter, who is this uh, serial killer who who carries around a baseball bat and uh, in the shadows and, and and is going around killing people. And we we read uh, about a bunch of characters, but but mainly two, Daniel and Pola, uh, and and their their. Um, their involvement in these murders and, and both in terms of, of knowing the victims, but also being fascinated by what's happening and, and how the, uh, the increased attention of the murders uh, changes the town. And, uh, and, and in Polo's case, she's, she's selling drugs to try and get out of the town and raise money. And it makes it harder for her. Uh, pretty, pretty cool stuff. My yards uh, definitely got a very distinctive style. Uh, the, the book is, is essentially all grayscale pencil. Um, but like a lot of really deep, uh, a lot of shadow. He he. I was reading an interview with him, and and he he said he wanted to meld his love for for old detective noir with with eighty eighty slasher, and and so that's the vibe he was going for visually. I think the book reads much more like a straight eighties horror slasher 
homage than, than anything noirish, but but certainly visually, it definitely looks like a like a like a crowd noir book. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. It was it was one of those books where right place, right time. I, I I've been watching a ton of horror flicks this month because it's October and it's Halloween, and um, and so I was definitely in the mood for something like this. I think this, if I was if I got this book on my inbox in in March, it might not have hit me as as, as right. So for those of you that are looking to uh, be on that horror vibe right now, I would definitely recommend it. Um, or if you got some Fanta bucks saved up, uh, check it out. Slash them all by Antoine Maillard. Nice. nice. Yeah, it looks really good. Oh, did, sure. did not order that one. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, I'll... you know how it is. You're the same way. Eventually, you'll, you seem, I mean, all the Fanta books tend to make their way here eventually. It's they do. Of... Yeah. yeah. It's, buy me now or buy me later. Yep. You're, you're going to buy me. Yeah. All right, everybody. Hey, short and sweet. Hope you enjoyed this. If you want more of this here stuff, we'll be back later in the week. Mm-hmm. We'll be waiting for you. So uh, buy some comics, hug your loved ones, eat some good food, and say goodnight. What's his name? Tony? Fred? David. <laughs> D- no, that's not it. Um, Jimbo. Oh, David. Good night. Screw it up, screw it up. One, two, three. Watch him go down in flames. Screw it up. The only one. time he ever screws it up is if he's had one too many visits to the bar. David. Oh, I don't know. That seems a little tight to me, my friend. Maybe. It's kind of on point to me. Well, well, when you have the the chronometer. I mean, I didn't. Yeah, built in. I didn't go through all the names that you said. No, but that's, yeah. yeah. When you had, you did, I bet. Yep. Or just, Maybe. just cheat. I can either confirm or deny. You cheat. Uh, yes. Cheat. I, how do I cheat? We'll find a way. Also, send in some love to our our, our buddy Steve Raker, um, who is uh, you know dealing with some stuff right now. I'm not going to get into his business because it's his business. But for those of you that know him, you know that he's been dealing with some things, and uh, you know he's uh, he posted an update this week about it. And I just want to do uh, send our collective love to him. Nice and, uh, of you. Yes. If y'all haven't talked to Steve in a while, and you and you know him out there listening to this, if you reach out to him, see. Uh, Check in on him. I'm sure he'd appreciate it. So, and he would also appreciate uh, you checking out episode 400, the 15th anniversary of uh, of Marvel Noise, which was just released. There you go. 400, nice. Damn. Yeah. yeah you still edit it, the guys? No. Oh, okay. I was. Why? Like, still producing it? Are you? No, but uh, but there for long time listeners, there may be a familiar voice. There may be an intro. From someone I okay. haven't heard from a long time. Is it wrong of me to say that I didn't know that Marvel Noise still existed? Is that? <laughs> I don't I think it's wrong for you to say. That. I honestly had no idea that it was still going on. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, no. Steve, Dave, Kevin, they had, no, they're still. They, 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 I believe um, there was even uh, a Daryl appearance, uh, like a DC Noise kind of crossover. Oh, he'll, so, yeah, sh- he'll show up for that. That's nice. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, not for dinner, but yeah, I know. All right, everybody. Episode 400. There you go. Sweet. Cool beans. We are out of here. Tell them you love them so much. We'll be back soon. More than words. Bye. Maybe later this week. No, definitely later this week. Definitely later. Oh, definitely later this week. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Mm-hmm. That's it for that one.